0: Welcome to session 37 of the Bible in a Year commentary. If you started this series on the 1st of January, then today should be the 6th of February. Today we'll be looking at Leviticus 21-23 and Psalm 37. So far in Leviticus, we've explored a range of rituals and rules crucial to the Israelite community. We started with ritual sacrifices. These included burnt, grain, peace and sin offerings. Each offering had a special role from showing commitments to dealing with unintentional sins. It's clear these rituals are central to the Israelites' relationship with God. Next, we read about the ordination of priests. They underwent cleansing, dressing and anointing, marking their sacred duty. However, Aaron's sons deviated from God's commands and were killed for it. This episode taught us the importance of following divine instructions. Then we shifted to ritual purity. We learned about dietary rules, practices around childbirth, skin diseases and mould. These laws weren't just about health, they were about staying spiritually and physically clean before God. Then we covered the Day of Atonement. This significant annual event was where the High Priest atoned for the people's unintentional sins. The camp was ritually cleansed of the contamination of the nation's sin and the sin itself was sent out into the wilderness. We then covered moral purity. Now the Israelites have been cleaned, there are particular ways they need to live to stay clean, to stay holy. This section sets strict guidelines on sexual relationships, aiming to preserve family structures and the Israelites' unique identity. It reminds us that living according to God's law is key to the community's well-being. So let's jump in with Leviticus 21-23. We're continuing on with the Holiness Code, which is roughly Leviticus 17 all the way through to Leviticus 26. We're today looking at the specific requirements of the priests and then the festivals the people were to keep. First, we get instructions for funeral rites and restrictions on who the priests could marry. Touching a dead body made you unclean. This was because a corpse obviously symbolised death. And God is a God of life. The priests were allowed to make themselves unclean for close families, but no one else. They were needed in the tabernacle, in God's presence, so they couldn't afford to be unclean unless necessary. The high priest wasn't allowed to touch any dead body, no matter how close a relative he was. We then get a list of bodily defects that meant a priest could no longer serve in the tabernacle. Some of these are permanent and some of them are temporary. While this may feel like unfair discrimination to us, we have to remind ourselves of the importance of wholeness and perfection when it comes to the Israelites and gods presence this is followed by a list of the benefits of being a priest and then finally by specific instructions on the offerings that are brought and then performed by the priests leviticus 23 gives us a collection of the important feasts and festivals that the israelites should keep here's a list of them we have the sabbath a weekly day of rest the passover the reminder of god bringing them out of egypt the feast of unleavened bread this was linked with the passover as a reminder of god bringing them out of egypt as well the feast of first fruits thanksgiving feast for the first fruits of the field a bit like our harvest festival the feast of weeks this was a celebration seven weeks seven lots of seven days after the passover the feast of trumpets a celebration of the first day of the seventh month this later became known as the jewish new year it celebrates new beginnings the day of atonement the 10th day of the seventh month the day that the sins are paid for the whole nation the feast of booths the 15th day of the seventh month a feast where the people live in tents for seven days to remind themselves of the time in the wilderness when they finally enter the promised land notice that the seventh month seven being an important number has the most feasts the idea with these feasts is that they instill healthy rhythms into the israelites lives looking back to genesis the seventh day was a day of rest similarly many of the feasts revolve around some form of seven whether that's seven days seven weeks or the seventh month these feasts exist to help the people slow down rest and remember what god has done for them so that's leviticus 21 to 23. then let's jump in with psalm 37. this psalm is attributed to king david and fits into the category of wisdom psalms it instructs the reader or listener on how to lead a moral life the psalm is an acrostic every couple of verses starts with a different letter of the Hebrew alphabet. Here is a summary of the structure. But I would recommend checking out the written version of this commentary in the description to see the structure properly for yourself. And so we start out with verses 1 to 8. The righteous must ignore the wicked and trust God. Verse 9. Wait and inherit the land. Verses 10 to 15. The righteous will inherit the land and the wicked's plotting will be destroyed. Verse 16. The righteous are blessed. Verse 17, Yahweh upholds the righteous. The first half of verse 18, Yahweh guides the righteous. The second half of verse 18, the righteous inherit. And then verse 19, the righteous get. We have verse 20, the wicked perish. And then verse 21, the righteous give. Verse 22, the blessed inherit. Verse 23, Yahweh guides the righteous. Verse 24, Yahweh upholds. Verses 25 to 26, the righteous are not forsaken. Verses 27 to 33, the righteous will inherit the land and the wicked's plotting will be destroyed. Verses 34, wait and inherit the land. And finally, verses 35 to 40, God destroys the wicked but saves the righteous. The psalm opens with an encouragement not to get too concerned with the wicked. They may be successful now, but it won't last long. Instead, trust in the Lord that he will be your provision. He will cause you to dwell in his land, give you the desires of your heart, act on your behalf and lead you in righteousness. All it requires is that you patiently wait on him and he will cause you to prosper in a way that the wicked never could. So refrain from getting angry because the wicked will be cut off for their evil. They will be no more and the righteous will inherit the land. This message is repeated throughout the psalm in verse 9, verse 22, verses 28 to 9, verses 34. And verses 37 to 38 and this can be seen as the main focus of the psalm each pairing of verses reinforces the same message do not become jealous of the wicked who seem to prosper because they won't ultimately they will fail and they will fall away instead live a blameless life and you will be sustained and blessed by god